Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536. And Jimi Hendrix and Rock 102. Oh, man. It's the end of the week. Three-day weekend ahead. It's going to be beautiful, though. 78 for a high today and sunny tomorrow. 82 for a high. Sunday, you'll see the rain, but doesn't look like it's going to be too bad. 49 right now in downtown Springfield. I feel so torn. Mm-hmm. You know, on one hand, I'm wicked excited for a three-day weekend. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like a <laughs> certain level of sadness that this week has to come to an end. I know. It's just so much work. You know, it just takes it all out of you. Thank God Dave will be back on Tuesday. Let me tell you something. You would think that 102-second sports wouldn't be a lot of work. Pouring my heart and soul into that thing. Yeah, the problem is you've only put 98 seconds worth of work into it. I don't know if that's any different from what he does, but And you don't even know how to tell time, so you're thinking 102 is actually 98. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we got a big announcement uh, today about the Mayflower Marathon, and we'll tell you what's up and uh, and where things are going, but... Yeah, it will, but not everything. We'll let, we'll let you know a little a little yeah. detail about that today. Yeah, we gotta we gotta be kind of a tease a little bit. Here. A little bit of one. It's five thirty seven with back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred two. One and Pink Floyd with back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred two. It's uh, gonna be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of seventy eight. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of eighty two. It's forty nine right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. So earlier this week, Mickey Dolenz asked the FBI to release any files it has on the monkeys, which seems a little weird, but the FBI has had an eye on tons of celebrities over the years for various reasons. Would you like some examples? Yes, please give me some examples. John Denver. He went to an anti-war rally in 1971. He also also did a lot of drugs. I never trusted that shifty combo pinko bastard. No, I never trusted him either. It must have been the glasses. I was thinking more of the music. And the hair. Like, thank God I'm a country boy. What country are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about, dude? Are you talking about Mother Russia? The motherland? Is that what you're talking about? Russia or China? Huh? North Korea? I can, uh, I can feel the communism oozing from his records. Uh, Helen Keller. There was an FBI file on her. She never saw him coming. She was a socialist, by the way. Really? Yeah. How did... Right, we heard her anti-war cries. No, no, she just <laughs> she, had to go to the bathroom. She didn't even hear her anti-war yeah, cries. She, she just wanted some snacks. Well, I know. I, she said that was like that anti-war. No, she wanted a fruit snack. That's all she wanted. A gusher, I believe, so she could <laughs> feel the whole thing. Jackie Robinson, they had a file on him uh, for his civil rights uh, work and suspected communist ties. All you had to do was be labeled a communist, and uh, you were... Didn't take much. You were on a, Well, Marilyn Monroe, they had an eye on her because Arthur Miller, who was her husband from 1956 to 1961, was a suspected communist. Well, he, he was a playwright. I mean, yeah, yeah. all guys that wrote plays in the 50s are communists. Have you seen Death of a Salesman? I have. Yeah, really? Whew. Worst ending ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, John Lennon and Yoko Ono. I mean, these aren't surprising people that uh, no. would be on this list. But the monkeys are a surprise to me. They seem to be so non-threatening. Uh, Princess Diana, there were two files on her. One was for threats against her and Prince Charles when they were married. 
<laughs> and the other was about security issues pertaining to her trip to the U.S. in 1989. There must have been uh, something going on with that one. Either way. Anybody have an FBI file on you? I don't think so. Can't imagine I've ever done anything that's, uh, that would send up a red flag. Uh, you do things every day that send up red flags. Yeah, but not enough to get like the FBI, the FBI knocking on my door and, and uh, like tapping my phone. Uh, Alicia Keys was forcibly kissed by a fan during Monday night's show in Vancouver. I guess Canadians aren't that polite after all, are no, they? No, they're not. In a viral clip, you can see uh, she's singing Empire State of Mind as she walks by the audience and reaches for their hands, but then an older female fan grabs her by the head and forces a kiss on the cheek. It's pretty rude, actually. Yeah, you know, you don't look directly at Alicia Keys. Yeah. And, uh... You know, that uh, you still don't want to get sick from people either. I don't know where Alicia Keys has been. Yeah, where's your keys been? I can't find my keys half the time. A celebrity page on Instagram reshared the footage and Alicia responded, Trust me, I was like, what the F? Don't she know what time it is? Uh, Probably like 10 o'clock at night, I would assume. A waitress in Guns N' Roses superfan in Brazil was fired for taking a video of Axl Rose at a hotel she works at. Then in an interview with local media outlet, she showed off her large lower back tattoo of the band's logo. But that didn't get her her job back. Well, you know what? There are other jobs in the world for her. Yeah. You know, I mean, one job is gone because of this, but another one will come. Uh, When other fans learned about her firing, they protested outside the hotel asking management to forgive her. But it, it didn't work. Well, listen, if you're in a, working in a restaurant yeah, and you are badgering a guest for whatever reason, say like uh, you're a waitress and, and suddenly backs from the Rock 102 morning show shows up and starts mm. ordering things off the menu politely. I mean, you're not going to go you know, bananas and say, oh, I love your show or... I love the mass hat. No one's going to say that. No, not, not to me. Oh. But at that level... Axel Rose, <laughs> you know that kind of celebrity. You must deal with this stuff all the time. Yeah, and you know what? You don't want to be uh, where well, you're shoving, uh, you know, food in your face. You don't want somebody taking f- pictures of you. No, it's the worst time for it because Axel uh, eats a lot these days. He eats quite a bit. His cheeks look like a squirrel with nuts. Uh, well, so do mine. But it ain't legumes in there. I if bet you know that's what I'm true. Uh, sources say Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchton have been fighting over Tom's decision to play again this season. Supposedly, Giselle left their home in Tampa and jetted off to Costa Rica. And then he was also on the uh, the Masked Singer. So, I mean, yeah. these are all rumors. I'm unsubstantiated. Just, babe, I'm just trying to make as much money as you do. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. You got a long way to go, mister. Sigourney Weaver plays a teenager in Avatar, The Way of Water. She said it's a huge stretch and that she probably wouldn't have been cast if she and director James Cameron weren't already friends. Oh, so you got a role because you were friends with the director. That's nice. She's playing a teenager? Yeah. She's a... um. She's like 60-something years old. Isn't yeah, it? I was going to say. She's... Uh, no, she's 72. Whoa! That's a li- yeah, she's right. That is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. To play a teenager. That's about a 62-year stretch. Yes. Uh, Seth Rogen, Pete Davidson, Sebastian Stan uh, will star in a movie called Dumb Money. It'll be about the guys on Reddit who cause chaos on the stock market by artificially inflating GameStop stock. Oh, that should be a fun one. Sure should. Uh, A list of the most expensive guitars ever is topped by Kurt Cobain. 
who sold uh, that guitar sold for six million dollar. Uh, guitars owned by uh, Keith Richards, Jimi Hendrix, and David Gilmore also made the list. Uh, David Gilmore's Black Stratocaster, yeah, three point nine million. You know the funny part about it is you could buy something like that yeah. and never, ever, ever sound like David Gilmore does. No, it's it not does. about sounding. It's about buying the actual artifact, if you will, of the uh, of the artist. You don't think so? Well, I mean, you may have the guitar, but you ain't never going to be David Gilmore. Uh, Keith Richards, 1959, Les Paul, uh, a million bucks. Does it have, uh, like, uh, heroin stains and drips on the... <laughs> What's that tar-looking stuff yeah, down below the volume control? Don't lick it, whatever you do. And that's your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. It's time to cool off at Tinbridge Brewing Company in Westfield. Listen to you. Call 1-800-CAMBRIDGE. Find out how to pay your bills in full while saving money in the process. Take control of your debt before it starts controlling you. The Dell Technologies Labor Day event is here. Start a season of productivity with up to 48% off Vostro laptops with 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Upgrade by calling 877-ASK-DELL. 877-ASK-DELL. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I hate to do this to you, but I'm going to talk about tennis for the second day in a row. I know you often expect better out of me, but sometimes I simply have no choice. And while it would be easy to talk about Venus and Serena Williams getting bounced out of their doubles match last night at the U.S. Open, I'd much prefer to talk about the $7,500 fine that was dropped on men's tennis player Nick Kyrgios instead. Now, you might ask, but Baxi, isn't Serena Williams the only story coming out of the U.S. Open? To which I would say, are you kidding me? Yesterday, Nick Kyrgios was fined for unsportsmanlike conduct after using profane words to address somebody in the stands during his match with Benzman Bonzi on Wednesday. This comes not too long after Kyrgios complained that somebody in the crowd was allegedly smoking a marijuana cigarette. Now, I must tell you that the U.S. Open is, in fact, a smoke-free environment. Smoking materials of any kind are strictly prohibited. But that did not stop this one guy from blazing up his stanky skunk weed during that match. Kyrgios, who happens to be an asthmatic, complained to the chair umpire, who then warned the crowd of the anti-smoking policy. But that was to no avail, as this dope-smoking reefer zombie did not realize that the rules also apply to his marijuana consumption as well. This caused the issue, the ensuing profanity-laced tirade, which led to all the other profanity. Of course, this isn't the first time Nick Kyrgios has complained about the fans at Wimbledon. He complained about a woman that he said had 700 drinks and was drunk out of her mind. That woman wound up suing Kyrgios for defamation of character. Now, either Nick Kyrgios is an easily distracted uh, guy, or he's an intolerant, straight-edge crybaby with a respiratory condition. I'm going to suggest he's not only a combination of the two, but he's also 7,500 hours in the hole. And while profanities sure feel great when they're blasting out of your mouth, it hardly makes up for the financial loss. And if getting high is the only way that you can sit around and watch an entire tennis match, I might suggest quietly gobbling down a a fistful of stink-free gummies instead. That way, everybody can be happy. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You can paint your own house. 
but I guarantee you'll have lots of questions along the way. That's why you go to Rockies. At every Rocky store, there's at least one trained paint expert to guide you through your project, no matter how big it is. Paint people at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 611 and the great Brian Adams with back Stephen Dave and <laughs> Rock 102. He said summer. <laughs> I know. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be really nice today. Sunny and a high of 79 tomorrow. Sunny and a high of 82. It's 49 in downtown Springfield. It's actually uh, pretty nice out yesterday. Did you uh, enjoy any of that? Uh, let's see. Did I go? Yeah, no, I did go outside yeah. uh, for like uh, just a brief period of time i had to take the trash out yeah uh that was kind of early in the day and then later in the day uh we moved a uh, a bed out of our house ah yeah ah. my brother-in-law came over he's gonna move a bed yeah and uh i grabbed uh some of the smaller pieces and yeah. allowed him to grab the heavy I was gonna pieces say, would and, you grab the tag and it ripped off as uh, it was, uh, I, I did do that yeah yeah, yeah. you're not but, supposed to do that you know well that's what they tell you but i don't know too many guys on death row doing the uh the mattress tag wrap right Hey, by the way, uh, nicely done on your uh, on the podcast. Oh, with, the uh, with Nag- Stephen Hawk. Nagel, mind your business. Yeah, I, I'm I'm like uh, like two thirds of the way through it, mm-hmm. and it's a really fascinating story about about our friend uh, Stephen Hawk. Yeah, Steve uh, Stephen Hawk uh, is a guy from from out. Well, he lives in Ware now, but he was he's from that area, like the Gilbertville Hardwick area. Yeah, and uh, he got into a car accident when he was 18 years old, and he's now a quadriplegic. And um, he that's been that was 20 years ago that that happened. Yeah, and it's pretty it's a pretty interesting story about how about mistakes you know like you make a mistake when you were you think about all the things when you were 18 years old you're uh, making a mistake and having it affect the rest of your life all right i want to have to grab a pen and some uh and a pad of yeah, paper that's like the mistakes would really rack up that's what i'm talking about so uh it's it's a it's a, it's a pretty good story of resilience and uh inspiration and uh you know steve steve does he gets around you know for all the movement he can't do he he does quite a bit so yeah now he's uh yeah. he's the funny and the, the funny thing about it is you know in spite of the things and the challenges that he he faces every single day of his life yeah he makes the most out of his life he does and it's really kind of a story of resiliency and uh, acceptance, and yeah. uh, it's a really good interview. You did a nice job. Thank you. Actually, oh, yeah. he did all the work, but, I mean, you did a good job. Well, I just sat it. there and asked questions. Yeah, you just kind of steered him in the right direction. But, uh, no, it was – he's one of these guys, and, he, you know, he listens to the show all the time, and I don't know if he's listening now, and it, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But I will tell you this. He is one of these guys that loves this show, and every time he messages me, I just cannot understand why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why do you like the show so much? I love the show. Why? And uh, but he does, and he's very, very loyal. And uh, y- you know, he 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 is uh, he is incredibly generous with what he has. Yeah, I mean, he is he and he he bet me. This is this is like bananas. He bet me uh, about a year ago mm-hmm. uh, that uh, the Raiders were going to beat uh, somebody. He's yeah. a big Raiders fan. He, it was a, it was a football bet, and I said, yeah. "Listen, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet. I don't, I'm not gonna take your money. Right. I'm not gonna do any of that stuff." And uh, and so I I basically said, "No, I'm not gonna bet." 
Well, uh, as it turns out, had I taken the bet, I would have won because he was wrong and he's a Raiders fan, which is, you know, it's like it goes hand in hand. And uh, next thing I know, he's sending me a check. Yeah. Thinking that we had a bet. We didn't have a bet. It was like a one-sided bet. It's like, you know, it's like a, like a one-sided deal. And I know what the hell to do with a check. No, I, but I, he's a, he's an check. honest guy. He uh, he said the words. He made the bet. He wanted to make good on it. But but I but it's not really a bet if I don't accept the bet, right? I don't know. I I, I, I I'm not going to get involved in that argument. Well, you know, I, I know to... you're. I know what you're saying. Yeah, you didn't want to take his money. I didn't want to take his money, and I, I and I would I would feel that way about anybody. At least I mean, never mind the you know. No, if I is, made I'd... a bet with you, you'd want the money. Almost immediately. Yeah, but if you tried to make a bet with me and I didn't agree to make the bet, if I said, no, 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 I'm not going to bet, there's yeah. no bet. It's just you wishing that right. we had a bet okay. and, and right. as, as opposed to fulfilling the bet. I got you. So I wouldn't accept your money either. Well. But I also know that if we didn't have a bet, <laughs> you wouldn't pay anyway. Did you cash the check? No, I didn't cash the check. What did you do with it? I voided. I, I wrote void, you and I shredded it and told him I'm not cashing your check. Whoa! That's money, Bax. Money. I don't need the money that bad. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm making ends meet. You know, just trying to get ahead. I don't know. I saw that wheelchair that guy's riding around, and he can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing's like the Cadillac oh, of he's, wheelchairs. He's it's not. Like, he's uh, not. He's not uh, riding around in a in a no. in a. In a, in a you know, piece of crap over there. And he's, it, it's nice, please. And nice if it sounds, yeah, if it sounds like I'm being insensitive, he's he's very jokey and he's very he's got a good sense of humor about it. But that's not like you know to go out and make fun of people. I'm no, just saying, like no. he has got a good sense of humor about you know what he's dealing with, with the situation he's in. So I, I encourage you to go listen to the podcast if you haven't checked it out. Yeah, it's it's really really good and it's an amazing story. So make sure you uh, take a listen to that. I can't imagine like week. You know, he, t- he talks about, like, waking up in a hospital and not knowing where you are. You know, it just it just loud noises and bright lights. Yeah, and then finding out that yeah. you've been out for four days. Yeah, and then I'm like, so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I, I've done that once before, uh, getting wicked stoned. And then uh, waking up the next morning with my CPAP on, thinking I'm in a hospital somewhere. I'm like, <laughs> where am I? What did I do? What did I do? <laughs> Well, and, you know, I don't know if you've ever had, I mean, I, I, it's not really you, you totally parallel, but, you know, if you've ever had like a sleep paralysis yeah. you know, and, and, you know, you're, you're awake, you're conscious, sort of kind of conscious, but you can't move. Right. The kind of anxiety and panic that you have is pretty profound. A whole lot worse when it's real. It's and real. And you can't so, come out of that. Absolutely. Yeah. So. You know, for those that get beyond that initial stage of shock and panic, uh, it's pretty it's pretty remarkable. And, you know, here's a guy who's making the best of his life yeah. and enjoying himself. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he, he does a lot of things. He do, he do, He's the president of that rail trail uh, club out there, the Mass Central Rail Trail. Yeah. Uh, he's got about, uh, like, two and a half miles of that that he's that he's spearheaded to, to get grants and all that stuff to, to make. He didn't run, the, like, the paver machine. No, that, that's not something he would yeah, be qualified yeah. for. I don't know if you see it in the union. Well, they don't. But have... it's like he's adopted the Arthur Burkhart Highway. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he's 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 painting over the lines. <laughs> oh, wow, this went from a four lane uh, cramped uh, thing to a two lane comfort cruise. <laughs> Look how much room I got on both sides. 
Uh, but yeah, he he does he does that too, and uh, th- I think that's a great project for 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 mo- most of these towns that do these yeah. things, these rail trails and stuff. You're trying to beautify your neighborhood. I mean, he lives in where it's going to be hard to like beautify the neighborhood. Well, but, I mean, you beautify what you yeah, can. I mean, you, yeah. you can't uh, you can't turn it all around. But. No, but uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, check it out. Nagel, mind your business. It's at uh, rock102.com. It's uh, 619 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. When fall is more... High of 79 today, more of the same for tomorrow with a high of 82. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. After 7 o'clock, we're going to give you uh, the latest update about the Mayflower Marathon. As you know, we uh, we are not doing it at the Basketball Hall of Fame. We, uh, we met with the Hall of Fame. They don't want us there. And we have taken suggestions from a number of different uh, people and about where to go and where to hold it and we'll tell you what's uh what's the latest information next hour all right all right teasing yeah i mean it's just it's all i can give you it's a tease you're a d tease i am yeah you're right um when it comes right down to it that's that's my main function here hey uh Hey, let's talk to Dad Joke David oh, from Sunderland. Yes, right, I wish I had hey, a Dad Joke David. Is a Dad Joke for you. <laughs> My wife said to me, "Give it to me. I'm so wet. Give it to me right now." She can yell all she wants, but I'm not giving her the umbrella. Dad Joke David from Sunderland. Don't go me later. Just go me down. <laughs> it's 627. News is next to Rock 102. The Free Music Friday concert series wraps up tonight at MGM Springfield, the MGM Plaza in Springfield South End from 730 to 9. Tonight, it's Unforgettable Fire. It's going to be a great show. And to find out what else is coming to MGM, go to mgmspringfield.com slash entertainment. Plus, tonight you'll have White Lion Brewing and local food trucks like Hot Oven Cookies, Holy Okamas, Sun Kim Bop, La Mesa, and the North Elm Butcher Block. This week, again, it's Unforgettable Fire. Go see them live tonight, Under the Stars, only at MGM Springfield, your entertainment destination. Okay, honey, about our summer getaway road trip. New York City! No, I was thinking we could hike the Grand Five Canyon. Five-star hotels! Or, or how oh, about if we camp at the Rockies? the Hamptons, no. the restaurant. Yeah, but if we... <gasps> Broadway! Oh, Broadway. We get hiking. I love Central Park. The spa. How about if we backpack <gasps> through the... I love the, the spa. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Wherever you get away to this summer, make sure you first get away with a great deal at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Every Hyundai is covered by America's best warranty, plus three years or 36,000 miles complimentary maintenance hurry to your hyundai dealer where new cars are arriving daily it's the one destination everyone will agree on it's your journey own every mile at the hyundai getaway sales event now for a limited time you can drive home an all-wheel drive 2022 hyundai tucson for 239 a month hurry into your western mass hyundai dealer today or visit buyhyundai.com to find the dealer nearest you don't delay because these offers end soon call 661-615-2112 for complete offer details Summer's Knights of Columbus is having a cruising car show on Saturday, September 24th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 236 Main Street in Summers, Connecticut. All regional car clubs are welcome. Enter your cars, tractors, trucks, or motorcycles for $10 each. Best of show awards in all classes. Pre-register at the Summer's Knights of Columbus or contact Gary Lemieux at c21gary at yahoo.com. You can also register day of show. Admission is free to the public. Food and drinks will be available for purchase. Stop by for a fun-filled day on Saturday, September 24th. Rain date Sunday the 25th. 
629. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Oh, you're welcome. We still don't know what's going on in Greenfield other than the fact that uh, Greenfield Police Chief Robert Hay is back to work uh, after an investigation found no credible evidence he had violated city policy. The investigation started as a special jury uh, found that the police department had racially discriminated against their only black employee. Following Wednesday's joint statement from the mayor's office and police department, both declined to go on camera. So at least now we know what was going on. All right. Well, that makes uh, that makes it a little bit more clear. Uh, on May 6, a special jury in a civil suit found the Greenfield Police Department discriminated against retired officer Patrick Buchanan. Chief Robert Hay was put on paid administrative leave that same day, according to the mayor's office. That was uh, not in response to the jury's decision, but over an investigation into a conversation on April 22nd in the Hampshire County Superior Court parking lot. The mayor's office said Hay interpreted that as a, quote, attempt to circumvent court proceedings. So there you go. Now we know what was now going we know. on. All that mess up in Greenfield. The uh, I think that's the only news story they've had in several weeks. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, no, they didn't. Wasn't there? A, there was a fire up there. Wasn't oh there? yeah, the fire. There was all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, a West Springfield man wanted on several charges was arrested after police were called to reports of a disturbance. According to the West Springfield Police, officers were called to a disturbance at twenty twenty four Riverdale Street. Bob's Court. Oh, those are nice places, too. Look, listen to the details that the West Springfield police are dishing out today. Okay. They like they never give addresses or exact locations, but Bob's Court, the apartment complex, over possible narcotics activity, officers received information that Matthew Broden of Riverdale Street allegedly broke into a vacant apartment nearby on Highland Avenue. Officers were aware that Broden had five active warrants and was in violation of failing to register as a sex offender. Detectives, officers, and canine uh, Rado found uh, Broden in a vacant apartment at 17 Highland Avenue and was arrested, and he's facing multiple charges uh, as well as that warrant that he had out for his arrest. <sighs> executing that if you can't be a unregistered sex offender in west springfield what can you be you could be a registered one you could be a registered. <laughs> you could one. sign in with the town and let them know hey i'm up at bob's court with all the other sex offenders what are you doing over west springfield you know uh i i told you i've told you i used to live down on riverdale street years ago uh in those in those ones by the the movie theaters, they're, yeah, they're like they're like little efficiency apartments, kind of like next to the movie theater, kind of like deficiency apartments, deficiency. But hey, it was good enough for what it was back when I needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, they always had like there's that one building that's separated from the rest of the complex that's up closer to Riverdale Street. Right, that's where most of the sex offenders were. It's almost like, oh, put them in the SO building. <laughs> SO stands for yeah. sex offender. Yeah, and you, uh, you, your level of what level you were on that parking yeah. uh, or on that apartment <laughs> the, thing was. The, yeah. the level three is on, on the third floor. On the third floor. Level, level two on the second. And then level ones. Yeah, the level yeah. ones are on the ground floor, yeah. working their way up to the and very it, tippity top. Right, and the level threes would come down and uh, look at the level ones and go, public urinator, whatever. Amateurs. Yeah. 
Where do you be like me and uh, get caught for trafficking people, huh? Huh? I, I had to work for this this apartment. Uh, some sad news. The city of Springfield's former chief development officer, Kevin Kennedy, has died. Mayor Dominic Sarno made the announcement Thursday saying, first of all, my sympathy, thoughts and prayers and encouragement to Kevin's wife, Debbie, family and friends. I was very saddened to hear about my friend and retired chief development officer, Kevin Kennedy's passing. He fought a valiant fight. Mm. Kennedy retired in 2019 after serving eight years as CDO. At the time, he reflected on his involvement in some of the city's biggest economic development projects, including the riverfront park renovations, working with MGM on the casino, bringing CRCC railcar manufacturing to the city, and the opening of the renovated Union Station. Sarno cited Kennedy's involvement after the June 1st, 2011 tornado that devastated sections of the city. Sarno also said his wisdom, advice, and counsel was invaluable to me. I asked him to come aboard during a very critical and pivotal time in our city's history, the aftermath of the devastating EF3 tornado of June 1st, uh, to help me carry out my vision of rebuilding our city bigger, better, and stronger. He did just that, and there was no better nuts and bolts guy when it came to not only driving an agenda, but most important, getting the job uh, or project done. Hmm. No information on funeral services is currently available. Yeah, that's uh, he was a long time yeah. guy. I mean, I mean, how many uh, times we talked about him? Uh, we, we've talked know, about him. We've talked with him. We've met him a couple of times. Uh, you know, he's a very important guy in the city. There'd be a. a, a quite a loss to to his family so our condolences uh there's something going on in westfield at the at the high school westfield high school students anonymously expressed frustrations about dress code enforcement as the new school year has officially kicked off for the district one parent western mass news spoke with uh, said she is not happy with how the school is handling this reinforced dress code uh, Kelly Trudeau says the girls are getting a bad rep when it comes to dressing and the boys just get off with nothing. Westfield High School students returned to the classroom on Tuesday. A parent of one of those students, Kelly Trudeau, said she was uh, disappointed following a school assembly that took place where the administration announced the reinforcement of the district's dress code. Uh, they can't do spaghetti straps and they had uh, said that they preferred the girls not to wear dresses at school. She says her frustrations have been echoed by other parents and students on a community forum on social media. The Westfield Forum has been crazy with concerns. It's also been crazy with crazy people oh, for yeah. a very long time. Of course. Uh, we took her concerns straight to uh, Westfield High School Principal Charles Jindrizik. Uh, we, had, we did have an assembly yesterday where we addressed kind of welcoming back the students as well as the dress code and that just that we were going to begin to look into it, said Jindrizik. So explain this to me. So what they're saying is that they are that the policy is harsher on girls yeah. than it is boys. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up here because uh, I did see the update on uh, on Facebook this morning. Uh, so this person, um, the stu- they're basically the student dress. This is this is the dress code at the school: a face covering that covers the nose and mouth is voluntarily and voluntary in school buildings uh, in or on school grounds. It is largely the responsibility of the student, with guidance of the parents, to determine what is appropriate dress for school or school-related activities. However, the Westfield Public School System reserves the right to prohibit clothing or manner of dress which constitutes a health or safety concern or is so unusual as to be disruptive or distracting to the educational process. Uh, process so they go on and they describe like things that you're not allowed to wear in school and it's mostly focused on female attire 
That's the thing that's causing the problem here. I see. Is that, you know, a lot of these people on on these um, these forums are like, well, uh, if a girl doesn't want to get, you know, uh, complimented or, or, or had every, anything say, said to her mm-hmm. about the, then she shouldn't be dressing. The, it's a victim blaming thing. It's one of these things that's like, there's a double standard here. It's like, what? You know, why is it okay for the boys to wear shirts and you know uh, cut off shirts and all this other stuff, but right. the girls can't wear uh, spaghetti strap uh, shirts and and barebacks and midriffs and all that stuff. You know, that's the kind of it's almost the same dress code stipulations that we had when when I was in high school. You know, as long as you're not wearing something that could be disruptive in class, everything is you know pretty much right all set and and done. But you know, when my kids went to school and there was a dress code. You know, at first I thought, well, this is a, this is a fascist way to conduct yourself. But to be honest, once I really you know saw it in action, and there are public schools that do this too, I actually like the idea of a dress code, like not just a dress code, but almost like a uniform, because it I, it, it takes away a certain. I don't want to. I don't maybe a classism is kind of a strong word to use, but it does tend to equalize everybody and it's not disruptive it it does and 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 i was thinking that yesterday too i said i i chimed in on that little forum thing and all i just all i said is listen uh, get uniforms for everybody unisex uniforms for everybody that solves many problems yeah not only does it solve the problem of you know if everybody's uniformly dressed a certain way whether you say well everybody can wear this type of clothing you can have you can wear skirts and stuff like that, but it has to be these colors and it has to be these shirts and, you know, narrow it down for these kids. Yeah. And then it's the same thing with with, with the boys. You, you can tell them, look, look you can wear the, like a polo shirt and these khaki pants, but that's it. You and, and it has to have the school logo on it or something like that. You know how much money that would save families alone? <laughs> Oh, I, know. I, I, I yeah. mean, I remember, you know, going, my parents didn't have a lot of money. We we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So to go buy new school clothes, I would get like one, maybe two pairs of pants mm-hmm. and maybe a couple of shirts, but, and a pair of shoes because they didn't have enough money to, to like go spend hundreds of dollars on clothes all the time. It would eliminate that. You know, when, when my kids were in high school and they went to a pup, they went to, Private grammar school, but then you know, public high school. And, uh, you know, in the grammar school they were in, everybody wore the same uniform. You know, the girls wore jumpers. The boys wore, you know, khakis and a, and a shirt with a logo on it. But uh, in high school, you know, I used to sit in the car line. I used to watch these kids come out of school. And I'm thinking, Jesus Christmas. Look, I, how, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable with my kids, you know, walking out of the house like that. And I'm not a prudish guy. You know, I'm, I'm really not. But it's like. You know, I mean, the the styles for teenage girls are provocative sometimes because the designers are making them that way. I mean, you, it, it, unfortunately, that's yeah. those are the the, the clothes well, and that that's are available the, for girls. That's the thing. It's like you try to go even go you go, go go to a cheap clothes place like a Walmart or something like that. Yeah. It's the same. They're all the same. The style. You're right. You're absolutely right. That's just the way. The the culture is right now. Right, that, that's what we're introducing. Which is why people. I say like a school uniform. Would be I mean, a- you know, it makes makes sense to eliminate some of that kind of 
you know, distraction because it really does wind up being a distraction if if girls are dressed you know provocatively and boys can you know dress like slobs but you know and uh in like for example in springfield some of the high schools you know everyone's got to wear like a like khakis and a and a, a similar color shirt it just levels the playing field in a way where no one is being unfairly judged because they're not dressing to a certain level of fashion or that they are dressing to a certain level of fashion it it just levels the playing field so that maybe kids, you know, in a perfect world could focus yeah. on education rather than, you know, who's got what and who doesn't. See, I'm still focused on the money saving aspect of having a uniform for your kid. No, I agree. And you I only mean, have it's a, a big... finite number of outfits. And sure. You don't need you don't need to have uh, all kinds of different clothes because kids are cruel, too. You know, if you're you know, a kid who like, I used to get made fun of because I only had like a like a finite number of outfits. It wasn't, you know. Oh, you wearing a, you wearing that shirt again? You know that kind of crap. Yeah. It's like yeah, because my family can't afford to buy more clothes. Right. It's not about you know. And you know, the, and the truth is, there were much better things to make fun of you for than what your clothes were. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. You could, I was. to pick and choose from that buffet all day long. I was a dumb, dumb little kid. Oh, I bet you were. And now I'm just a dumb, dumb adult. Well, I'll, I'll back you up on that one. With the mind of a little kid. That is true. That is absolutely true. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, nice and sunny with a high of 79 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 82. 49 right now in downtown Springfield. The mass hot coming up in just a few minutes. It's 642 at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 650 and Led Zeppelin with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today, sunny and a high of 78. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 82. It's 49 in uh, downtown Springfield. You know, I'm uh, I'm kicking myself because, uh, you know, I've committed myself to Festa tonight in Ludlow. Oh, yeah. At uh, Our Lady of Fatima. Going to be a great night. Going to be a beautiful evening for uh, for fun, Bifanas, and live music. Aquanet is going to be there tonight, and uh, I, uh, I believe I'm introducing the band, and... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it because yeah, I love Festa. You know how I am uh, amongst my people. Yeah, but then, yeah. but then I'm also torn because, damn it, tonight Corey Feldman is going to be the uh, at the uh, <laughs> in uh, Stafford Springs tonight, and that's going to be a, a tough show to to miss at I, the, uh, uh, the Stafford Palace Theater. Corey Feldman, I'm a big fan wonder, of Corey's work. I wonder if he's listening right now. The Corey Feldman yeah, listening to the think, show. You yeah. think he's staying in Enfield? Is he at the uh, that motel that's on Route Five? Uh, I, don't uh, know. I can't remember the name of it. Maybe. I mean, I, I would. Yeah. I would think he'd probably be you know showing up later in the day. I can't imagine he's. Uh, well, he might be here already. Could be. I mean, you know, there's plenty to do in Enfield. I mean, we've we've all done things in Enfield. Uh, Stop by we? the Costco. Uh, yeah, there's a Dick's over there. Uh, <laughs> Costco. Go to Target to buy some provisions. But uh, yeah, that's going to be a tough call. You know, then Aquanet's great. Festa is fantastic. But Corey Feldman's just a few miles down the road. Corey Feldman's one of those people that like comes comes back to this area after not being here for like thirty years and goes, "Oh, Bob Stores is gone. <laughs> what happened to that? Other than Bob Stores, yeah. it looks exactly like I left it. Whoa, Corey Feldman." Tonight, well, at the Stafford Plaza Theater. Unfortunately, we're both busy to go to that show. I know it's it's too bad because I would really love to know uh, how that performance goes. I have an idea. Oh no, you go ahead. I have an idea. Oh, you have an idea. But I I would love to have some reviews. I'm sure it's fantastic. 
Hey, uh, we have to move on. I mean, uh, these are important things we need to get to. Yeah, get to it. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Sorry, I was distracted by Jillian Andrews on 22 News. I can understand that. Standing along the side of the highway with a traffic vest on. Well, that's for her own safety. I'd still hit that. Boo! Stop it. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. By the way, the mass hat is not Corey Feldman because he's be, he'll be performing in Connecticut, and as you know, we never do stories outside the state of Massachusetts. That's right. Uh, today's mass hat goes to Brandy Batone, the Texas woman who said she had a right to the HOV lane because her fetus counted as a second passenger. Remember that? I do. Well, she's at it again. The 32-year-old uh, Plano uh, resident was issued a second traffic citation in July for riding solo in a high-occupancy lane. Uh, Claire Crouch, a spokesman for the Dallas District Attorney's Office, uh, said to NBR. Uh, it was about a month after the first ticket that she was pulled over and ticketed again. That current case is pending. Batone's initial story attracted international attention after being questioned by Dallas County Sheriff's deputies. For appearing to ride alone, Batone pointed to her belly and told the officers, my baby girl is right here. Uh, by that logic, she said she hadn't violated the law, which requires at least two passengers in a vehicle in an HOV lane. At the time, she wasn't trying to, quote, make a political statement, she said, but when the deputies looked at her blankly, she felt the need to provide some context for them. Following the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade and mm. under Texas abortion laws, all abortions are banned except in circumstances. You know the whole thing. Sure. And then, uh, But she's saying, well, this is now a person. Do you understand with everything that's going on, this is a baby and she's 34 weeks? A judge agreed with her and the June ticket was dismissed. It's unclear if the second violation will also be tossed out, but it may be a while uh, before Batone can use it again. Crouch told NBR that since this latest incident, Batone has given birth. <sighs> well, now she will still be able to, if the co child is in a car seat, then she's still covered. But you know what? I mean, uh, you got to, there's only so far you can take these things. Well, here's, I, I understand what she's doing. You know, I would probably be that uh, jerk like that to say, well, hey, uh, the law says uh, that this is a person. Uh, this is the second person in the vehicle. Right. But is she? how far is she taking that with everything else? When she goes to a movie, does she pay for uh, another movie ticket for the second person that she's with? It's an excellent question. Duh, I mean, I don't know. Babies are usually free at a movie theater anyway, right? I'm just mm, saying. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean. What other situation that you would be in where somebody, you know, are you paying extra when, are you saying, well, yes, I'm for two. If you're going to a place where, like, they're handing out free cheeseburgers, uh, you know, one per person. Yeah. Well, you can say, I'm carrying two people. I'll need two cheeseburgers. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. That'd be about it. Kind of reminds me of, like, when uh, when Larry David hired that prostitute to yeah. sit in his car so he could, just so he could use the HOV lanes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that was a good plan. That's what I'm saying. It works out sometimes for people yeah. who want to do things like that. This lady, uh, again... You know, she is she buying two tickets to the Barry Manilow concert? No, she's only going to buy one. Well, Barry Manilow sucks. Come on. All right. Well, Mandy wasn't terrible. <laughs> yeah, and uh, 
Coke, but Cabana was pretty good. Yeah, that was good too. And uh, uh, Can't Smile Without You is uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are all good good songs. She's not buying two tickets to the Barry Manilow concert. <laughs> Uh, there you go. That's your mass hat. It's 656 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. September means fall in New England. It also means fall golf. We've got a great fall golf deal right now. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, next week I'll be getting a paycheck from my employer. And while on paper, I suppose I'm scraping by after all my various financial obligations are met. You can be, uh, but can you ever really be totally satisfied with what you're taking home? For example, let's say we're a professional football player. Sure, I'd be handsomely paid, but I would be lying if I said that I wouldn't want just a little bit more. I might even want a whole lot more. I might even want to become the third highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Remember Russell Wilson? Russell used to be the dynamic young quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. And in 2019, you might recall that Russell was signed to a four-year contract extension that paid him, at the time, $140 million, $107 million of which was fully guaranteed. Now, for a guy like me, $140 million partially guaranteed contract seems like an awful lot of money. But that is until you see the deal that Russell Wilson just signed with the Denver Broncos. According to reports, Russell has just landed a five-year deal worth $245 million, $165 million of which is fully guaranteed, which means that Russell went from making $35 million a year to $49 million a year, which, if you're keeping track, is a difference of $14 million a year. It's also the difference between a $673,000 weekly paycheck to one that pays him $942,000 a week. That's a difference of $269,230.77 per week. Folks, I could probably find a way to make that sort of differential stretch for almost an entire year, maybe even two or three years, and yet that's the sort of increase that he'll be looking at every single week. Is Russell Wilson really worth that kind of money? He is today. He also just became the third highest paid quarterback in guaranteed money in the NFL behind only Kyler Murray of the of the Arizona Cardinals and Deshaun Watson of the Browns. And things have turned out pretty great for that guy so far. Either way, if anyone is willing to give me a raise of 140% of guaranteed cash, I would be more than willing to talk to you. I think you know how to get a hold of me. But hey, the my Yappin Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You paint your house this year, but what's it going to look like in 10 years? Well, Benjamin Moore paint withstands the sun and the wind and the rain and the snow without losing its color, texture, or vibrancy. Go for long-lasting quality. Get Benjamin Moore paint at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 709 and ZZ Top with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Going to be a really nice day uh, and today and tomorrow. 78 for a high today, 82 for a high tomorrow. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, this is like the nice weather. I went out, cleaned that hot tub the other day. Yeah. Went out, uh, took a dip last night in fresh, clean water. Ooh, how'd that feel? Oh, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah, I bet it, it was. was. absolutely beautiful. I bet. Um, I don't know if uh, anyone has heard about this, but uh, the Mayflower Marathon lost its lease. What? Everything must go. When? 
Well, as if uh, you recall, a couple weeks back, we mentioned that uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame, which has hosted the Mayflower Marathon since the 90s, uh, had informed us that they could no longer handle uh, our event because of the parking capacity required of their uh, new tenant. Mm -hmm. Uh, They actually said we can't do it because we have new tenants coming in, but only one of the three has actually moved in. But nevertheless. And that tenant was like, eh, that that's not true. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there was quite a bit, uh, bit of hubbub mm-hmm. about that decision. Uh, it kind of uh, was a bad PR thing for the Hall of Fame because, as you know, uh, that's like one less thing they do for the community. Anyhow, uh, I don't want to focus exclusively on the Hall of Fame. Uh, we did have a meeting with them and uh, Representative Carlos Gonzalez, and that was all very well and good. But it didn't really resolve the issue of whether or not we could do the marathon on their You're parking lot. About. You got some valuable tips out of that meeting. Yes, we got some. Yes, we got a six-point plan, mm-hmm. uh, all of which were stunning. But uh, when push comes to shove, we are not going to do it at right. the Basketball Hall of Fame. And in the as a result of that, we got inundated with ideas and proposals and we talked to a number of people uh to look at what they were proposing and we had a lot of good options uh in fact 30 really good options Mm -hmm. it was like it was hard to kind of keep track of it but uh after all is said and done and after we have sifted through uh these proposals and gone on a number of site visits uh, we have we have decided finally mm-hmm. where we are going to go. Now here's Whoa. I didn't know you decided. We have decided. Yes, oh. it has been uh, decided. Uh, there are a couple of uh, issues that need to be resolved first mm-hmm. before we can state publicly where we are going. Right. But we had a lot of considerations in this process. And it really was a big process because loads of of moving parts to the Mayflower Marathon. Uh, I think what a lot of people don't understand is, yeah, we could pop up basically anywhere. But, you know, people who offer space and things like that. But there's so many technical aspects to it. It's not just, you know, we need a plug (laughs) and we need some Internet. Like you need solid Internet because all of our equipment runs off of that stuff. And uh, and and a, a efficient power and yeah. and feasibility for the, the people dropping off food, like the you know, location and all that stuff. It makes a big difference. We, so there's a lot of things that went into the decision. Need, need to consider accessibility. Uh, you know, f- like yeah, how to get there mm-hmm. and how to leave and how easy it is to uh, to manage that. You need a place that's going to be you know relatively visible so people know right. where to go. You also need a place that uh, you know, accommodates, like you say. A certain traffic flow that is safe doesn't impede additional traffic, and uh, and after all of these things and the internet and the power and the space and all that other stuff, we have come up with a uh, with a decision. Now I will tell you because there are still some things that are kind of unresolved. We can't technically tell you where it is yet. We will announce it next Thursday, mm. September eighth. I don't even know. You don't even know? No, you guys didn't tell me. Uh, you guys just had the meet. I couldn't I go to the I, meeting the other day. Well, I would. T- I mean, I would. I would. I would tell you, but Can we're I on guess? the. 
Yeah, you you can guess. Sure. Uh, hooky lap. No. Are you sure? Yes. Wall bombs. No. Lido's. No. Smoky Bones. No, not Smoky Bones. Russell's Restaurant. No, nope, not Russell's Restaurant. Riverside Park. Riverside Park is not available. Uh, Quickies. They are not available either. Quickies 2. Quickies 2, also not available. What about Max Oaken Furniture? I would love to go to Max Oaken Furniture, but Max is no longer with us, God rest his soul. What about out in Westfield, like the old Points East? Points East would be a good place. What about, it would be. But it's not the place we're going to. The Sheridan. Sheridan. The Sheridan. Yeah. What's that? That was a restaurant out in Westfield. Oh, I think the Sheridan. No, see, I always thought. is still open, but we're not not going to either one of those places. Valley Steakhouse. I would love to go to Valley Steakhouse, but they haven't been open in years. The Ranch House. The Ranch House would be a good choice. Piccadilly Pub. You know who didn't like that place when it was open? Who? You didn't? It's a rhetorical question. I don't understand what you just said. <laughs> like, who didn't love that place? Oh, the Piccadilly Pub? Yes. That was an awesome place. Of course. But uh, that's not where we're going. What about uh, the Fairfield Mall? No, the, the Fairfield Mall no longer exists. What? Yes. Since when? It's been turned into other things for almost two decades. What about uh, Gus and Paul's? Gus and Paul's would be a good spot, but we're not going there either. But Steiger's. Steiger's would be perfectly fine since what? there's nothing there left other than a park. What about Fitznuggies? Fitznuggies would be a great choice if only the, they were still around. How about the Waldorf? The Waldorf would be good, but they are not around either. What about the Rialto Roller Rink? Ooh, good choice, but again, no. Bay State West? No. Mingles. Mingles would be fantastic, but I'm pretty sure there are too many people still staying in the motel behind them. Well, I don't know, Bax. You've eliminated all of the businesses that I could think of that we could host this. Thing oh, they're at. all good choices, yeah. Steve. They're all all good thriving co- businesses yeah. that are open. Yeah, I mean, and- I I thought, uh, well, maybe uh, maybe the Blue Eagle would be a good place. Oh, but the Blue Eagle. Not going to the uh, the Blue Eagle. The lift a latch was a possibility. Boston Billiards. Boston Billiards. Yeah. Would have been a, a, a ripe place for the pickings. Rain's Deli. That one lady drove right into the building. <laughs> yeah, we could go there or the ground round. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, they they are not available spaces for us for the Mayflower Marathon. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Well, you know, Steve, uh, you brought up a good idea. Someone just said Railroad Salvage. Yes. I'm sure the late Ruby Vine and Choo Choo would be wonderful hosts. There's a, there's a place down in Connecticut. I uh, I was driving uh, down. I, I think it's like, I think it might be near Avon, Connecticut. Yeah. I'm not sure what, what the town is, but there's a place called Ollie's. It's like a railroad salvage store. <laughs> and and I, I drove by it, and I said to my, my kid, my kid was with me, and I was like, we're going to have to stop there on the way back. I want to see what's, what it's like in there. Because yeah. it's, like it's like a tractor supply, and there's some other store, and then there's, there's Ollie's. And Ollie's is like this crazy discount guy. <laughs> and it's got all this stuff. It's like overstocked stuff that uh, they're selling at a discount. Well, so. it's, uh, we're not going there either. Well, I mean, we should. I mean, well, it's, it's a little out of the way. I mean, it's like Winstead, Connecticut or something <laughs> like that. Well, one of the things that, that it is important to know, and I can tell you this, mm-hmm. you know, Carlos Gonzalez, a state rep, was uh, was very interested in, in, in getting involved in this, not for any other reason than he wanted to keep this in Springfield. Mm-hmm. And we all agree that was the priority was to keep it in town. You know, I mean, there were a lot of places outside of Springfield that, uh, that invited us to go and they were really good, uh, intriguing options. But 
because we're dealing with the Springfield Open Pantry and because Springfield is their primary hub of service, uh, the place we chose is in Springfield. It is going to stay in the city. So you know, the the desire of, of the mayor and Carlos Gonzalez and members of the city council that reached out to us, it's going to stay in Springfield, which is where it belongs. So, uh, again, I would love to tell you specifically where it's going to go. But the, the major announcement will come on the 8th of September, next Thursday here in Rock 102. Zares. Ooh, I love Zares. Yeah, yeah. Zares, Zares would have been good. What about Ames? Ames would have been fine. Caldors Bradley's. would have been fine. Bradley's, absolutely. Yeah. Channel? Channel would have been fine, too. Do they have a channel around here? I don't, I don't know. know. Is the Bonton still open? No, the Bonton is, uh, They're yes. gone, too? No, I think they're wide open. The Bonton. How about Abdows? Will there be any uh, space at an Abdows or the Ivanhoe? The Ivanhoe. Oh, that would, they had a hell of a dessert buffet, that's for sure. That was one of those, uh, you know, all the kids used to say, I'm a hoe. Or, you know, like yeah. it always made some kind of uh, well, we always connotation. Said, let's go to the hoe. That's what we would do. Let's go to the hoe. Let's go to the hoe. But no, that, that there's, uh, there's not enough room at the Ivanhoe. Well, that's too bad. It certainly is. What about Arby's? Oh boy! Now we seem to be running dry. You don't, you don't think uh, you don't think those unfortunate people would appreciate packets of horsey sauce all sure day they, long? I'm sure they would, yeah. but uh, you know, I, I think we can do better than that. Um, I, I don't know. I'm out of places to think of. All right, used well, to be down on. Keep thinking. Keep coming up with ideas. Yeah, the cor- and- the Corral Motel. That was a or the Capri. <laughs> I think that's where Outback is now, is where the Capri was. <laughs> oh, my God. I think, I think you're I right. Could, I could be wrong, though, too. I don't, you know, it's hard to, you know, so many places have come and gone. It's hard to remember what was around and what wasn't. Anyway, uh, so make sure you're listening Thursday morning. We'll tell you exactly where the Mayflower Marathon's going. Applebee's. They're still in business, Steve. <laughs> they shouldn't be. <laughs> It's 720 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. GG Inks Scream. 730. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Man, there is some controversy going on over in Westfield with the dress code at the high school. What uh, what now is is there, is there an update? Uh, no, it's the same story oh. we did last hour. I just uh, yeah, I'm 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 uh, I'm 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 repeating the story for the new folks that have just joined us. Oh, good idea! It's a totally different audience from just a half hour ago. It was actually over an hour ago, Bax, and, uh, you know... I right, know so now it's two different audiences right. from an hour ago. Westfield High School students anonymously expressed frustrations about dress code enforcement as the new school year has officially kicked off for the district. One parent Western Mass News spoke to said she ain't happy with how the school is handling the reinforced dress code. She says the girls are getting a bad rep when it comes to dressing and the boys are just getting off with nothing. That, that only means one thing. Uh, Westfield High School students returned to the classroom on Tuesday. A parent of one of those students, Kelly Trudeau, said she was disappointed following a school assembly that took place where the administration announced the reinforcement of the district's dress code. They can't do spaghetti straps. They said they had the they preferred the girls not to wear dresses at school either. She said her frustrations have been echoed by other parents and students on a community forum on social media. The Westfield Forum has been crazy with concerns. 
The Westfield Forum has been crazy with many different things for many, many years. Yeah, and usually things that are far less important than dress code. We uh, uh, Western Mass News took uh, her concerns straight to Westfield High School principal Charles Jindrizek. Uh We did have an assembly yesterday where we addressed kind of welcoming back the students as well as the dress code and just that we were going to begin to look into it. Jindrizek told Western Mass News that the dress code has not been revised or strictly enforced since before the COVID-19 pandemic, Western Mass News checked the parent-student handbook, which says that the only Westfield that only the Westfield public school system reserves the right to prohibit clothing or manner of dress, which constitutes a health or safety concerns or is unusual as to be disruptive or distracting to the educational process. Now they are told that the uh, administration has heard students' concerns. They look forward to revising the dress code together. You know, when I was in uh, that, that's very similar to the same kind of dress code stipulations that I had when I was in high school. Yeah. And I remember there was like one girl who was uh, was sent home because what she was wearing was so provocative. And uh, the thing about this girl and you know, God bless her, but uh, she was the kind of girl that probably shouldn't have been wearing clothes that were provocative. What does that mean? She was not that, uh, she was a nice person, don't get me wrong, but um, it was just, I think she went into her older sister's clothes or whatever, and it was not Listen, Bax, uh, one man's all. trash is another man's come up. Yes, but uh, so, um, when you use the word trash, how funny how it, well it could apply to so many different things. Well, I, I think you're uh, you're being a little shallow there. Uh, Sh- shallow, Steve. Yeah. I'm I'm a very deep thinker, as you uh, have been proven many many times. But uh, yeah, no, she should not have been wearing this. No one should have been wearing this, but especially her. It was just not. Uh, <clears throat> it was the kind of thing that nightmares were made of. There's uh, certain clothes I won't wear because uh, I know that it would look disgusting if I did. Like a speedo, yeah, yeah, speedo, anything, any kind of thing that uh, grabs my ass, you know, like uh, like speedo short. You're right, speedo shorts would be number one. That's why I wouldn't do like if I ride a bicycle, mm-hmm. I try to wear like basketball shorts because it's first of all, it's uh, I like uh, free free balling out in the wind, uh, and secondly, on a bicycle, yeah, why not? Oof, man, <laughs> not me. You know, like uh, going commando on the bicycle? Not on a bicycle, because yeah. I, I need a little bit of padding between uh, uh, the seat and my uh, nether regions. Sometimes those boys need a little extra oxygen. It's not really the boys. It's it's, it's kind of uh, that space between, uh, behind where yeah. the twins stand yeah. to uh, the rabbit hole, you could say. Yeah, the only thing is uh, I need a bug shield. <laughs> you need a pest strip? Yeah, you have yeah. to get that like tar stuff to scrub it <laughs> off at the end of the day, <laughs> and a pressure washer. Oh yeah, yeah oh, you the, do. oh the car wash didn't get all this off by itself. I opened the windows and everything when I drove through. I'm going to demand a refund. Uh, well, actually, Golden Nozzle, you can drive around again if you weren't completely satisfied the first time. <laughs> uh, Springfield fire crews responded to a small fire on 112 Bacon Terrace Thursday afternoon. Bacon. Bacon Terrace. It's written wrong. It's Beacon Terrace. Yeah, there is that Bacon Street in Enfield. There is. And I always drive 
past it and say, wow, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be great to live on Bacon, on Bacon Street? You know, I lived in uh, in Wilbraham when I was uh, a teenager. Yeah, and we lived. Uh, I'll tell you exactly where the house is. It was it was right where South. It was on Sewell Road in Wilbraham. Okay, and it was directly. It was a ranch directly across from the uh, the street South Park Drive. Yes, and all of a sudden, back in the late nineties, South Park just blew up. I yeah. mean, it was, uh, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone had sent that video around that the Christmas, uh, Jesus and Santa Claus having a fight. Yeah. And then that's how it got picked up by Comedy Central. And then one thing leads to another. Comedy Central's run in South Park, and it's this really popular show because these kids who swear and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, everybody wanted that street sign. So that street sign was replaced like three times. There. You know. There used to be a place. That's why I'm surprised the bacon sign hasn't been stolen yet. I got I got to look this up here for a second. Okay, yeah. There's so there's a place in um, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, actually in the town of Brighton, and it is called. And I I swear to you, uh, the Richard Bong State Recreation Area. Richard Bong. Yes. Mm. Now there is a sign. Uh, you know, before you get there, uh, on the highway that says "Bong Recreation Area." Uh, I love that. That sign has been stolen more than any other sign in America, and and obviously you know why, because every uh, you know dope smoking reefer zombie wants to get their greasy little mitts all over it because what's it's the Bong Recreation Area, and uh, it's always been taken down and replaced because everybody wants it even people that don't smoke the aren't smoking dope every day want a want a piece of that sign it's a real thing um there was a place down in uh, litchfield connecticut called the white memorial okay and it's like uh you know white recreation area up ahead and I'm like, what are we back in the fifties again? What the hell's going are we, are on? Are we back to separate but equal? Yeah, it's uh, it doesn't seem uh, that like doesn't seem that, right. That would be the good thing to do. Off-duty pilots for six airlines are picketing at airports nationwide ahead of the busy Labor Day weekend travel weekend in support of improved working conditions and benefits. The one-day picketing uh, campaign yesterday was organized by the Airline Pilots Association, or ALPA, which uh, represents thousands of pilots at major U.S. airlines and comes at the end of a chaotic summer travel season that has seen a soaring number of passenger complaints as travel demand resurges. When ALPA pilots stand uh, shoulder-to-shoulder in support of shared goals, goals, people notice. Our airlines notice, the union said in a statement. That's why on September 1st, we were asking all ALPA pilots to join us for an ALPA-wide information informational picket to show the public, our lawmakers, and our airlines that all airline pilots stand together in support of the profession-wide goal of improved working conditions and benefits. All right. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm sure that any financial loss that the airline uh, industry <laughs> incurs will be put right on the back of the consumer. I was, uh, or, the, or the American taxpayer, because yeah. that's usually how that happens. Go, we bail them out. These airlines piss me off like no other companies. You know, it's like you. How much government money have you gotten from '08 until now? Yeah, but you know, and it's an extraordinary amount of money. But I think the reason why people are not flying in the same numbers that they have been is because it's too expensive to fly. It makes you think if they if they 
were able to roll the prices back, you'd probably have more people spending money on airline tickets in spite of the pandemic and everything else. Yeah. But you try booking flights now, they're outrageous. You can't. Absolutely outrageous. It's outrageous and it's unnecessary. It really is. These companies are making record profits. You can't tell me that you're making, okay, so you're making record profits. But yet you're saying that, oh, we have to charge so much for fuel and, and all this other stuff. But you're still not losing any money. You're actually getting more money than you were even before the well, pandemic happened. And, and, and that's that's just basic business. But when you're really looking at, you know, well, so now where is that profit going? Are you Are you investing it into newer planes, better technology? No. You're giving it to, you're giving it to people who are already making a lot of money. And making them even more money. I Meanwhile, I, a guy who's got to get someplace, can't afford a $1,200 flight to, my, to any destination. It's ridiculous. That is very ridiculous. Hey, uh, you like using meth? Actually, Steve, I have not used meth. It almost seems like drug users are making it easier and easier for the police to catch them. It's a, It's almost like something is eating away at their brains, perhaps. Yeah, uh, like the, for whatever reason, the drugs are affecting their ability to make rational decisions in their lives. A 30-year-old woman in Florida saw some police uh, officers outside of a bar on Tuesday night, so she walked up to them and asked them if they could arrest her. She literally said, can you arrest me? I have drugs on me. She pulled out two small baggies out of her pockets, handed them to the police, saying they were meth. The officers conducted a field test on the substance, and it came back positive for meth. She wasn't lying. They uh, also noted the woman seemed high. So they granted her request and arrested her for possession of a controlled substance. That is a felony, and it isn't her first arrest. Her rap sheet includes convictions for narcotics possession, theft, tampering with a motor vehicle, forgery, and leaving the scene of an accident. Is she uh, the kind of person that realizes, hey, i got such a problem, the only way I'm going to get over this is to be incarcerated? You know what? I think some people do that. She probably, you know... Let's just say you've been doing meth for years, sure, and it's finally catching up on you. You know, your, your teeth are starting to fall out. You, you know, I think there are people out there that know that they do have a drug problem. I think they're very well aware of it. Sure, and sometimes people try to get out of that, and this is uh, the one way she did. You know, she cleaned up a little bit. It wouldn't be that bad. I'm I'm sure she is a, a a stately, handsome woman. But you know the uh, the thing is, if you are given, if your only other option is to continue to do drugs, and you know you're on the street or a you know drug house or something, yeah. All of a sudden, prison doesn't sound so bad. To no, me. it doesn't really. You get the three hots in a cot. You get your own toilet. I mean, you, no privacy, but you get a toilet. It may not be comfortable, but it's still a toilet, and. Uh, you get to make new friends, you know, learn a trade, you know, you maybe, maybe in the laundry or you know, yeah. license plates. But, you know, you're with you're with like minded people. And really, isn't that what this is all about? Unless you're a sissy, then you get attacked by. people. Well, yes. I mean, there is a pecking order, obviously. But Snitches get stitches, bitches. Yeah. But if you go in, you mind your business and, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, you fold the uh, you fold the bed sheets or, you know, whatever you're doing you know, to, to, to learn a trade. You could stay in there for years and be perfectly happy. A lot of people out there feel like uh, you know prison's a bad place to be. Well, listen, if the option is well, you know, you know, wallowing around, floundering on the outside, you're better off on the inside. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen Oz? They made prison look like a country club. Every time I've watched Orange is the New Black, I say, man, they're having the time of their lives in there. 
Remember Oz? That I movie? do. Yeah. I uh I didn't really watch that show. I turned it off after like the episode. I watch it like intermittently. I'd watch you know episode here or there. Yeah. And then uh, there was uh, one episode where this man uh, put a a weight put weights and pinned the guy down with the weights. Yeah. That he couldn't lift the weights off his chest. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, he did something to the man while he was in that state, and it was absolutely disgusting. And it was just like. Oh my God! I can't watch this well, garbage. I, I'm sure it's all uh, all fictional, a fictional representation of the kinds of things that go on in there. No, see, that's the thing. That's yeah. the thing with especially HBO shows. HBO shows uh, they do a lot of research. Like when they do The Sopranos, they uh, they consulted a quite a few uh, you know organized crime members in order to write those scripts. Sure. You know, you think they uh, they probably talked to a couple of prisoners too. Yeah. How's prison? Oh, this guy pinned me down and uh, did some unimaginable things to me. I don't know. I think if you're in there, you're not only doing time, you're doing the time of your life. That's you, what I'm thinking. I like the way you think, Baxendale. <laughs> it's uh, Pioneer Rally forecast time. Going to be mostly sunny for today with a high of 78. Tomorrow more of the same with a high of 82. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news for Rock one from on Rock. Wait a minute. What are where, we? Do, where do you work? Rock 102. Ah! Associated electric plane over there. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know why? Because you got it on. You got it on. Oh, that's why. It's uh, 751 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's uh, going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 78. It is uh, 50 in downtown Springfield. Uh, real quick, the big bonk and smoke is returning to the log cabin on Wednesday, October 5th. Tickets are on sale now. An evening of uh, fun, beautiful views, great food, and sweet-smelling cigars. Uh, everybody that, uh, that goes, your mission will include a uh, bunch of cigars from the Cigar Room 2, an Agawam, a T-shirt from GG Inc.'s Custom Printing, and, of course, there is the food. Details and tickets available at rock102.com. Cigar smoking is not a safe alternative to cigarettes. you got to be over 21 with a positive ID tenter. It's the big bonk and smoke. On uh, October 5th at the Log Cabin, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and the Tommy Carr Auto Group in Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.52. Back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm so glad to hear that. You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this with Bax, Steve, and Dave in the morning mm-hmm. on You're Rock 102. You're only hearing what you want to hear. I still think that's the wrong one. Yeah, I only got it right once this week. One out of nah. one out of five ain't bad. Well, you only did it five days in a row, by the way. This is a very long uh, fade out. That's very long, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm actually manually fading it out for you. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just stop it right there. You could do that, too. Hey, uh, clip number one, uh, Ashton Kutcher is now pimping for Peloton, running on a treadmill alongside... Kim Kardashian. Shut up. Uh, the free plug-in begins in three, two, one. Oh, I got the audio. Where is it? Where's? Don't you put my PC back up? Yeah. You yeah. Got it? Yeah. Why is it not doing this? I don't. I don't know, Steve. I got you. I haven't touched the uh, thing. You know that when Dave Coombs leaves, his whole place falls apart. <laughs> Boy, that's All true. right, here we go. Ready? All right, yeah. Okay. Excitement level. I'm at like 11 today. My friend Kim is here. I'm really, really stoked to have a conversation with her. You don't even run. I do not. You are literally running at seven-minute mile pace. What is happening right now? <laughs> I think this 
is what I'm missing in my workout. I don't even understand. So it's been inspiring and a little bit life-changing on, on how I'm going to move forward with my routine. Oh, my God. The last time I had a spin bike with was when uh, I got my smashed in coocher. <laughs> On the cheddar melt. (laughs) And that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn. Actually, you can purchase for a Peloton membership for $49.95 a month. (laughs) That's what a membership costs? Uh, If you want to keep the subscription going, yes. $45 a month? But I figured out a way to get the workouts off YouTube and watch those instead. That seems like a more cost-efficient way of doing it. It's a much more cost-efficient way to do it. Because, yeah, okay, they update all the stuff, but the workouts are pretty much the same anyway. So you might as well just get them off YouTube. Dude, you, you can, can watch to, YouTube right on the Peloton thing. You can go to Planet Fitness for $10 a month and save yourself $30 every month. Yeah. For the basically same machines. Yeah, I um, I know you can, but you're you're in the convenience of your own home. So I guess if you think of it that way, because you can do different things on the Peloton, too. Like, you can turn the screen around and then put a workout mat in front of you, and then they have different workout classes that you right. can do. So it's not just limited to the spin bike portion of it. There's other things that you could possibly yeah, you, do. You could also hang a coat on it or a basket of laundry or eat a snack while you're sitting on the seat. Yeah. Not pedaling. Yeah. I, uh, I, I Let me tell you, the, the Peloton, Peloton life is the way to be, Bax. You should get one. I've already got enough machines in the house, and one of them hurt my knees. Yeah, that's true. One of them saved your life, though. The true. Watch. Yeah. Uh, a TikToker, this is clip number two, by the way. Okay. A uh, TikToker posted a video of their DoorDash delivery, which featured a bunch of their food eaten, and a note from the driver explaining. Here is the, here is at the Sued show, Swage show on what he found with his food. Here I am ordering some Wingstop. In my bag, I get this. Now, I know you noticed the fries gone. My drink to the top and everything intact. But again, my fries gone and a damn note in it. Open up the wings. The wings is damn eight, y'all. The damn note reads, I'm sorry I ate your food. I'm broke and hungry. Consider it like you're paying it forward. Be blessed. Um, I don't think that's the way it's supposed to work. It's not supposed to work that way. But I did read up about this. DoorDash is one of those places that basically will hire anybody. Anybody looking for a couple extra bucks. Yeah. And then one of, you know, you go down these rabbit holes when you look into these stories. Mm-hmm. There was a video of this guy who was, he was a homeless guy, but he was delivering for DoorDash on his bicycle. And he's sitting on the corner with the stuff out of the DoorDash bag and his own little container, and he's opening up each container of food, and he's pouring a little bit in to make himself like a meal meal plate. Sure. Putting all the stuff back into the bag. And then pulls out a stapler to staple the bag as if it looks like it just came from the restaurant. <laughs> this is why I wouldn't order stuff like that from like a place yeah. that's unless it's sanctioned. Like if it's a pizza delivery place and they have a dedicated driver to doing the pizza, that's different. That's, but this I, DoorDash thing is not a good idea. I think that's why I'd prefer to pick up my own food. Because the other thing is, uh, I don't think you have to be 
serve safe certified to carry food to somebody. You I think the serve don't. safe thing is only for the restaurant employees. Once that once that thing leaves the restaurant, are the are the DoorDash people subject to those rules? I don't think I they honest, are. I honestly do not know the answer to that. I would think that uh, you know, you'd want your drivers to have that, but there's no guarantee that they do, especially if the if the bar of expectations in these new hires isn't all that high. Yeah. I just don't want anybody with their mouth all over my food. Yeah, it's disgusting. It is really gross. This is why I'm not going to order DoorDash. I bet you DoorDash would deliver to Huntington, though. (laughs) There might be nothing left in the bag because it's such a long drive. Clip number three, check out this Canadian anchor named uh, Farah Nasser swallowing a fly in the middle of a news report. A national emergency has been invoked. Has been invoked, but the weather in Pakistan, the extreme weather, is alarming. Nitagarcha reports. I saw the fly flying around at the beginning of the news, and I was like, not today, fly. And then the next thing I knew, it was just in my throat. Like, didn't even hit the teeth, just went straight No, down. and you can't even see it in the video, Damn. which is so crazy. It was so sneaky, this fly. I don't know why she swallowed that fly. Uh, she won't say why. You know, uh, I know her. She swallowed a rhinoceros. Isn't that preposterous to swallow a rhinoceros? She swallowed a rhinoceros. Really? To, to catch the minister. She swallowed the minister to catch the goat. She swallowed the goat to catch the dog. She catched the dog to catch the cat, to catch the cat, to catch the bird. Swallowed the bird to catch the spider that wiggled and jiggled and tickled inside her. And then she swallowed the spider to catch the fly. But I don't know why she swallowed the fly. I guess she'll die. <laughs> <laughs> and that is now here uh, this on Rock 102. Nice weekend out there. Uh, sunny and a high of 78 today. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 82. Going to see some rain on Sunday and Monday, but it doesn't look like too, too bad. Yeah, great night um, to join me out at Festa. That, Aqu- Aquanet on the stage tonight. Going to be a good time. It'll actually be a beautiful night to be outside. Damn right. Uh, and, and doing stuff like that. So, yeah, go see Bax over at Festa, the event that he stole from me. It's 50 in downtown Springfield. I'll be at there at 7 o'clock, uh, letting everybody know how pleasant it is to yeah. steal stuff from you it is very pleasant <laughs> you know i uh i got that i was telling you i got that pellet uh, smoker yes a, a couple of weeks ago and i love the damn thing and i've been using it and um <clears throat> i ordered pellets through the mail through amazon because they were actually like five dollars cheaper than buying them in the store yeah i got so, like a lot of stamps for that though yeah i know but i bought it i bought it on amazon you know because i'm a prime member right right so I get I get home yesterday and there's a box on the on the deck. It's from Walmart. They sourced it out to Walmart. Yeah, which I thought was very odd. Usually, like hmm. Amazon and Walmart, you would think are like their competitors. Like they're not going to use each other to sell products, but apparently uh, that's what they do. Yeah, well, maybe not. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe they uh, they're kind of working together. They're in cahoots together. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna be doing some grilling, some smoking this weekend. What are you? What are you gonna? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna smoke? Uh, well, I, we're getting together with the uh, with some family and stuff. So um, gonna you know uh, probably uh, do some chops. Uh, you chops know, are good. Uh, uh, pork loin maybe. Oh yeah. Uh, some ribs or so, you know something like that. Yeah. But uh, the one thing uh, my brother w- was asking me, he's like, uh, "Hey, uh, you go up there, see if you can get to some of that kielbasa because there's a lot, a lot of good kielbasa around here." Sure. Uh, Bernat's is my favorite. That's a good one. And I went in there yesterday. But they have, like, I think they have the best, like, the pierogies and kielbasa around. Uh, I love the kielbasa. I think uh, when it comes to uh, pierogies, I'm I'm still kind of a Millie's guy. 
Yeah, Millie's. Uh, you I don't, gotta, I don't gotta, like the. You got to branch out. You got to try the Burnett's. I have tried yeah. the Burnett's. I, there's like, yeah. a, but there's a sweetness to it that I'm not. I'm not a big sweet guy. The the only thing, and I asked, uh, I asked uh, one of the, one of the people working there yesterday. I'm like, do you have the unsmoked kielbasa? You know, like the uncooked ones. Yeah. They don't sell that there. I was surprised that they don't sell that because usually, you know, people obviously authentic uh, Polish uh, cooking. Uh, you'd want to. If there's some people out there who want to do it themselves, yeah. We wanted to try it. We wanted to try smoking the kielbasa with the smoker. That would have been kind of cool. You could still do it. Still smoke it? Yeah, yeah. but it's already smoked. Then you're then you're, then you're double smoking it. Uh, I guess, yes, you could do that, but I'm just saying, uh, wouldn't it be kind of cool to just do it with a, you know, I don't have a sausage-making machine, so I don't. it's not like I can put all this stuff together myself, you know? Do you have a, uh, like a stand-up mixer? I do. Does it, you, you, can usually buy an attachment. Yeah, I I've been meaning to do that. I have one of those KitchenAid things that I had bought. That's from exactly my, what I'm talking about. I They're, bought from my late wife, and, and I was like, oh, what the hell? Who? What the hell? Who, what the hell is a four hundred dollar mixer going to do? No, it actually dude, does uh, very there, good work. There's a you know they're fantastic. Yeah. There's actually an attachment that you could put mm. on that thing. Yeah, I've, that allows you to make sausage. You just put the casing on the on the uh, uh, on the thing, and then it uh, shoots the sausage meat into the casing. It's, Go on. Oh, yeah. Dear Penthouse. Oh, yeah. I never thought anything like this would happen to me. I stuffed until... my meat in the cavity of the top of the yeah. mixer. Yeah, you could you could make your sausage. I mean, I've made sausage before, but like, you know, uh, like lumps, you know, a, you know, a big thing of sausage, but they made patties out of it. Right, didn't right, have, right, right. Didn't have like the casings. And it's not that hard to do. Where do you if, get the casing? You get them from a butcher shop? You can get them from a grocery store. Really? Yeah. They have sausage casings. I've never seen that for sale. Where gotta, is that? If you're not looking for it, you're never going to find it. Yeah. Where is it? I don't remember where I've... Where, I mean, I've seen, I've seen them, and I'm sure if you went to the, uh, to the butcher mm-hmm. and said, hey, where would I find sausage casings? He would tell you exactly where it is. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if you can learn how to make your own sausage, yeah. it's not that hard. You've got to figure out your... Uh, your fat to meat content and how much salt and seasoning you want to put into it, but man, homemade sausage can be fantastic. It sounds delicious. Actually, it can be some of the best sausage you'll ever make, but uh, you'll like, you'll ever eat. But it's, what about blood sausage? I've had it. What is that anyway? Isn't it like isn't it like the kidneys and all that stuff? Isn't it like um, the- no, I I believe it is sometimes made with like <laughs> duck's blood or uh, other ah. you know, the actual. Blood, like a kishka, I believe, is a blood sausage. Ooh, I like the you like you know, Who stole the kishka? Someone called the cops. Yeah, that, that's a great Polish tradition. Wasn't that that chick who sang TikTok? No, 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 Steve. That's uh, that's Kesha. Uh, I'm sure she didn't do a duet with Pitbull. No, I'm I'm almost right. positive. Uh, but but, you, it, but you should consider doing that down the road because because if you were able to make your own sausage, you could be smoking that thing out on that grill all the time. I know. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, uh, so I got the. Either way, I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke it like you just said. Yeah, I got I got a big. I call it the uh, the the elephant dong kielbasa. <laughs> super super, super size. Yeah, oh, super size, super oh, thick. Oh yeah, all yeah. stuffed right in there. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, remember the uh, the uh, the kielbasa festival. And Chicopee? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, and they used to have like the world's largest kielbasa. I, see, I don't, I don't, I, that was, might have been something that ended when I moved here because I don't remember that. I've only seen pictures of the giant 
what is it well, one, 100 pound kielbasa e- well e- yeah i mean it's enormous it was you know and it was about the size of a human thigh it mm-hmm. was like really really big and everyone would say oh that's so gross it's a big giant kielbasa i would look at that thing and i would just like salivate like i would if if no one were looking mm-hmm. i would climb over and just start chomping yeah, on it right, right oh yeah <laughs> and i'd eat it like a i'd go kobayashi style on that thing yeah i totally would because i love that kind of stuff now, do you like kraut, too? I love kraut. Kraut, uh, I'm a German, man. I love that I kind know. of stuff. I love uh, kraut and uh, just even, like, fried cabbage I like. Yeah. yeah. You fry it up with the onions and you get all that all the juices out of there. And yeah. It's all crispy. Oh, so damn good. Here, uh, Here's uh, somebody saying, slice the kielbasa the long way. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and put it on the pellet grill at 225 for about an hour and 15 minutes. Helps uh, to cut it in thirds first, so you have two straight sections and a curved section. Oh, well, thank you, Greg, the listener, for there you go. Get, uh, chiming in on that. Yeah, you can take any yeah. sausage and, and, and smoke it if you want to do it that way. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying it's already smoked. I just kind of yeah. wanted to do it just like plain with the flavor that I have, you know, like the apple or something like that. But uh, I got to tell you, I'm kind of jealous. I, I really, I haven't used my grill at all this year because it, 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 it needs to be <clears throat> Excuse me. It needs to be replaced. It's been moved too many times. It's cracked. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's one of these big ceramic egg type of things. Yeah. And I loved it. You know, but it's it's really shown its wear. And oh. It's, I mean, I've had it for you know fifteen years or so. I watched. Uh, I was watching some reviews on on those. Did you? And they say to be careful because you can get like a backdraft. Have you ever done that? So where you open the lid and a big fireball comes out because you're rushing it with oxygen. So. When I bought that thing, I was t- I was told right away, and I bought it at the uh, at the Grillers Hall of Flame in mm-hmm. uh, in the orchards. Yeah, and I was told, listen, when you when you're running this thing, because you've got the uh, the the uh, the vent system on the top mm-hmm. and on the bottom, you always open it like a, like a half inch to an inch. Yeah. wait a second, and then open it up. Give it a chance to fill with oxygen. Before you just, you know, indiscriminately. So you're not blowing your face off with a fireball. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, because, I mean, you could really hurt yourself doing it. And I loved I, I loved using it, but I, I think at this point I'm ready to start uh, considering uh, moving on. And I'm starting to like the idea of these of these pellet grills. Yeah. I'm, I'm really starting to like wonder, is that the way I should go? I think it might be uh, actually, you. in fact, the way you should go. I know. I'm yeah. really considering it. There you go. It's 824 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. The Big Bunk and Smoke returns to the log cabin on Wednesday. 830. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news. It's uh, time for uh, local radio icon, <laughs> local radio Whoa, icon Steve Whoa, what the Nagel. hell is going I, on over there? You know what it is? Uh, I'm distracted. What are you distracted by? Because you were talking about uh, Burnett's in uh, in Chicopee. Oh, yeah. I, I went on their website, and I'm looking at all the many different delicious things they've got. They, those, those, what are they, glumpkies? Glumpkies? Glumpkies. Oh, oh yeah, those are good. But I'm also looking at uh, something called the jellied chicken soup. <clears throat> it's a sliced deli meat, which makes me think, uh, of all the things I would want from there, that would not be my first choice. Uh, I got a couple of hot sticks while I was there yesterday, too. Oh, love those. Oh, God. It's just like, it's like uh, melting your mouth kielbasa. Oh, I know. I know. They, 
The uh, what was the one that uh, we used to get? Was it the garlic kielbasa? Oh man, that was a good one. That was a it's like wick- stuffed with garlic cloves inside the of it. Spicy yeah. garlic kielbasa. Uh, it was uh, hot and spicy and so freaking delicious. It was a hot and spicy night. Oh man, so I'll tell you what, that's good stuff. That does sound like a sex story. It was a hot and spicy night at the Kobasa Company. <laughs> More than a half a million dollars worth of pharmacy products and sales were lost due to a fire allegedly set at Walgreens in Springfield. A Springfield man is being charged with arson after he allegedly set the fire and caused damage to the pharmacy medication at Walgreens on Monday. According to this police department, a fire that was allegedly set in the bathroom at Walgreens on Sumner Avenue caused approximately $550,000 worth of damage due Jeez. to the pharmacy having to destroy medication products and lost sales of inventory. Yeah, it destroyed four pills. Yeah. yeah. See, and it's, I, see, that's a joke about the expensive nature of pharmaceuticals. That's two EpiPens. Right. Yeah, it, yeah right. The uh, suspect, 24-year-old Christopher Afonso, was arrested on Tuesday... Afternoon in the area of the zero to one hundred block of Ozark Street. Ooh, Ozark, good show. You know, I, I I've never really set anything on fire other than like charcoal briquettes and maybe a couple of uh, logs. Yeah. So I don't really have that compulsion to be an arsonist. But if I were going to be an arsonist, there are certain things that I would probably not want to burn down, like my neighborhood pizza shop mm-hmm. or uh. A drugstore. You know, to me, those are things that we we need. If you are going to set something on fire, set something on fire that you're you're never gonna that you have no use for. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you, you mean. Yeah, burn burn something that uh, you know, like a condemned building or uh, somebody where nobody's gonna get hurt. Yes, yeah. yeah, right. The last thing you want is, uh, is anyone to, uh, to to get injured. But you know, I mean, you know, people want to get pizza. You know, people want to get uh, you know their their pharmaceuticals and various sundries and notions at the at the Walgreens. Yeah, what's uh, I don't even know the tagline for Walgreens. What is that? I don't even know if they've got one. Do they have one? They must have one. Every company has a tagline. Yeah, I don't know. Don't you think? Well, either way, uh, I wonder if you can use your Walgreens uh, extra points uh, to use as bail money. Yeah. I don't know. It says uh, on their website, your vaccination and testing destination. Well, you know what? I bet there are people waiting for their vaccinations, and this this uh, young punk winds up uh, trying to set it on fire? This pyromaniac. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, people do need their uh, monkeypox vaccine or their uh, their seasonal flu vaccine or their or their Moderna well, vaccinations. Yeah, you know, we were just talking about uh, smoking things on the grill. Uh hey. How long do you set uh, Percocets on a pellet grill for? Two twenty-five. For- I don't know. They keep falling through the grate. I know. see. That's the you got to get one of them grill baskets. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever saute a Viagra? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> or flam flambea? No. Uh, an Ambien? No. Or- I have. I have. I have not. But I have made it an Adderall soup once. Oh that, yeah, that uh, was. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love that. Oh Adderall man, that soup. really sticks to your ribs. Oh uh, hey. Uh, What's the other? Oh, Prozac. Yeah, Prozac. Yeah, no, I make a, I make a, 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 a Prozac bouillabaisse. That's what I do. That uh, mix is good with vodka, by the way. 
All okay, of them. All of those things together mixed with vodka are delicious. Actually, I think it says right in the label, do not mix with vodka. Is that a warning or a suggestion? I think it's a challenge. I was wondering that. I was sitting in the, in the hot tub, and I see this sticker on the side that says, warning, uh... Something about the alcohol, like something about being in a hot tub uh, speeds up the effects of alcohol. And I'm like, that sounds more like a challenge. Sure does. Yeah. Like how speedy can we get? That's exactly, yeah, that's where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) With an undefinable warning, you know, you as a scientist need to find out exactly what's going on. You know, the other day I told you about the uh, 644 bridges in Massachusetts that are listed as structurally deficient. Yes. And of that, there are 275 right here in western Massachusetts. And uh, I can read them all to you. Oh, good. Every single one. Actually, let's go to your town because your town is on here. The lovely town of Hamden. Okay. All right? Yes. The Rock of Dundee over the Scantic River built in 1986. That needs to be replaced. I hardly ever go over there. Uh, South Road over Ballard Brook. Okay, I can see that. 1938. Yes. And then uh, Main Street over East Brook. Okay, no, I can see that too. 1938. Yes. What what about in Springfield? What's going on in Springfield? Well, in Springfield, you got... uh, There's actually not too many in Springfield. No? Most of them seem to be in Palmer. Which I can see. Which is what you and you you expect that to happen. Uh, Springfield on St. James Avenue, that was built in 1969. Giggity. Really, summer go. of love uh-huh. and the summer of infrastructure, apparently. Uh, Roosevelt Avenue, that's probably the one going over that. I thought that was a new one though, the Ro- Roosevelt Avenue. And Roosevelt Avenue. Yeah, I thought it was a new bridge. I don't know. Uh, Bradley Road over South Branch of the Mill River, and then Armory Street. Uh, railroad, St. James Ave Railroad. Yep. Uh, yeah. There's and I two ninety one and Dwight Street. That was the other one for uh, Springfield. Yeah. You know, see, this is the thing. Um, they said like one in nine bridges in Massachusetts needs to be uh, redone, but I don't see anybody uh, jumping on the let's go let's go fix up a bridge bandwagon. I don't see a lot of money being passed around and say, you know what we really need to do? We need to fix 649 bridges in the state of Massachusetts. I think because they don't have the money to fix any of these things. See, that's uh, that's the key. Is having the money to fix them? Yeah. You can tell everybody these need to be fixed. But well, what do, you, what do you need? A couple of Velcro straps and some duct tape? That should pretty much take care well, of everything. That flex tape worked pretty good for my swimming pool last year. Right. Sealed that hole right up. I don't know. A false active shooter warning sent out to the entire Amherst College campus last Friday, startling students and staff uh, alike on the day new students moved in, was the result of a mistake by the software company behind the school's alert system. Ah, boy. The reports of a gunman on campus arrived around midday. Just before noon, Amherst College President Michael Elliott said school administrators realized some students had received notifications over the school's threat warning system, which can alert the campus to a dangerous situation by text, email, and other methods. While the school investigated and determined the messages were inaccurate, the entire campus community received a mistaken notification of an active shooter. We're sorry. Nobody's really shooting people left and right. 
We didn't mean to We're make it We're kidding. Sound. It was a joke. It was a joke. That's Come it. On. No reason to panic. In a message Thursday to Amherst College students, staff, and families, uh, Elliot said multiple investigations by the school and the software company running the AC Alerts uh, emergency notification system led to the same conclusion. The company was performing maintenance on the system software and did not realize that test alerts had, in fact, mm. been sent out to the entire campus. I can't tell you that if I were a, <laughs> uh, if I were a uh, parent of a child going to, uh, going to school there, mm-hmm. that that excuse would be satisfactory. I don't think I would say that, oh, okay, no problem. I think I'd be pretty pissed off. Yeah, I would. Like, really. Pissed. Like, I'd probably be almost out of my mind with, uh, with fury. Uh, yeah, I probably would be, too. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a mistake on your part? Hmm. Well, gee, you're charging my kid almost $80,000 a year to go to your school. How about a little something-something from my anxiety and agita? Ag- agita? Agita. Yeah, like agitation. That's what it's called? Agita? You, yeah, agita. I've never heard of that. You've never heard of agita? I've heard of angina. No, it's a, that's a very, very different. I like that word, by agita. the way. Agita. Or An- angina? Angina. Like you got acute angina? Yeah. Yeah. Check yeah. out my angina. Agita mm-hmm. is anxiety, stress, or aggravation. It is a noun and an informal noun at best. I yeah, see. You learn something new every That's today I learned. Today there I learned go. that the agita is an actual thing. Uh, a New Hampshire man that is a franchise owner of several locations of Tutti Frutti in New Hampshire and Massachusetts was charged Wednesday for allegedly placing a recording device in a store bathroom. According to Nashua Police, around 7.18 p.m. on Saturday, July 23rd, officers were called to the Tutti Frutti in the Pheasant Lane Mall after a hidden recording device was found. An investigation determined that the franchise owner, 42-year-old Champagneur Pooh, of, uh, his name is Pooh. Really? P-O-U. Or is it Pal? But you know what? I'm going to say it's probably Pal. I think it's Pooh, considering what he's into. Putting cameras in the bathroom, you're kind of disgusting. Yeah, maybe. Uh, allegedly concealed a hidden camera in the store's bathroom. Pooh is also the franchise Pooh. owner of several other locations in New Hampshire and Massachusetts. An arrest ra- warrant was granted for Pooh, Pow! who was arrested Wednesday at 6.17 p.m. by the Nashville Police Department. He's been charged with three counts of a violation. Uh, police are investigating the incident and checking into other locations that Pooh owns. Pow, pow! And uh, for any other related incidents, anyone with information about the incident is asked to call uh, the Nashville Police Department. Pa! <clears throat> you know what? If you can't go into a Tutti Frutti without anybody seeing your business, where can you go to the bathroom? I didn't know. But, uh, you know, if you go into the Tutti Frutti, someone's taking pictures of your booty. Uh, again, I, I don't understand the fascination with that. It's you know, all disgusting. Remember the old, the old stories of uh, of Chuck Berry doing the same thing, doing like uh, putting videos in toilets and stuff. Yeah, because he was playing with his dingaling. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm I'm kind of with you on that one. There, there are certain things that are you know kind of fun to see, you know, but there are certain things you say I don't need to see that. Bathroom videos is not something I really uh, am into at no, all. And I, I and I and I can't really relate to those. That do. I'm sure we probably know lots of people who think, "Oh my God, that's so damn hot." But I, I'm, I'm not going to be one of those, one of those people. I don't need to see you do your business. No, I. That's I. I just don't. I don't understand that uh, turn on. I guess. No. 
All right, I can see uh, you're into S and M or something like that. You like a little bit of paint. That's uh, okay. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe the extreme stuff, maybe not so much, but eh, a little bit of pain is all right. You know, yeah. Kind of you know, normal fetishes that people have. It's and then, like, uh, but then when you go to the thing, it's like you want to watch somebody going to the bathroom. Yeah. Why? It's kind of like that video, the two girls, one cup video. Yeah. I was all fine with the vomiting. But that's where I had to draw the line. Oh, is that where you? That's where you uh, said I shouldn't be watching. Yeah, this. but that was mostly an artistic statement. You know, for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Artistically, I'd rather see one and not the other. A man was charged with hunting a bear out of season after police determined the bear was not killed to protect a home in the Washington, Massachusetts area. Ranger's not going to like that. One. No, he is not. According to the Mass Environmental Police or Fish Police. <laughs> on July 5th, officers were notified that a bear had been killed in the area of Washington. The man initially claimed he killed the bear at home, claiming the property owner personal protection rights. The investigation determined that the bear was actually killed at a nearby campground. Witnesses told police that the bear was not destructive and left the area after encountering dogs at the campsite. Police seized the bow and arrows, and he is uh, being charged with hunting a bear out of season with no bear permit or tag. The person who processed the meat admitted to taking in the animal without a tag and was charged with unlawful possession of a bear. Uh, bear hunting in Massachusetts begins on Tuesday, September 6th through Saturday, September 24th. So hmm. if he had just waited over a week, he would have been able to be free and clear and get that bear. A couple of weeks ago, we were up in Vermont, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there's a you know, not on our street, but like uh, the next street over. We were driving into town, and there was a uh, there's this tree, this apple tree. And uh, there's a bear, like right under the apple tree. And mm-hmm. and Jenny says, "Oh, stop! Let's stop! There's a bear." So we stop the car. We're looking at the bear, and uh, the bear is on the ground, right? Yeah, eating apples. But then we see there's apples falling from the tree, and we're like, "What the hell's going on?" There's two bear cubs mm. up in the tree, knocking down apples so that mom could eat the apples. Yeah. And then you know the little cubs get out of the out of the uh, the tree, and uh, it was just so adorable that y- you know if if you didn't know that these are potentially deadly animals that would rip the flesh right off of your bodies, you would just want to go up to them and give them a big fat hug. Yeah, they're so adorable. They're so cute, aren't yeah. they? Oh yeah. You know when when they when they're taking their big bear claws right and they're uh, ripping your flesh off of your bones, uh, you know that's you know that's the bad part. But when you see them in their natural habitat. Oh. And, and eating apples from a tree, you just got to go. My God, this is, this is what this is what life is all about. There was that I told you. There's that thing on Reddit with the bears being human, and it shows bears doing all kinds of human uh, like activities, like swimming in uh, backyard swimming pools, yeah. and, and uh, you know uh, sitting down on a lounger. You know, if yeah. bears had their own circuses, they'd have humans on bicycles. I would work for a bear. I would work for a bear, sure. i got no problem with a bear. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 79. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 82. It is 57 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Although people in our care are incarcerated, they deserve health care that's considerate and compassionate. That's our... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 852... And the Foo Fighters are back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Going to be a pretty nice weekend, uh, at least up until Sunday anyway. 79 for a high today, 82 for a high tomorrow. A little bit of rain on Sunday uh, with a high of 84, but then uh, not too bad the rest of the week. It's going to be a beautiful night for uh, for Festa. I'll be at uh, the uh, Our Lady of Fatima 
in Ludlow on Windsor Street in Ludlow tonight from 7 to 9. Five fantastic days of nonstop enjoyment with rides, amusements, games, tons of live entertainment. Aquanet will be taking the stage uh, tonight. Don't uh, don't miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, I, don't, uh, I don't mean to brag, but I'm kind of the uh, the boss of the Bafana, the uh, potentate of pork and clams, the bard of the Bacalao, the captain of the Caldo Verde. I'm all that uh, and more. So I'm bringing You don't even it. know what you're talking about. I know. I, listen, all those things I just mentioned are freaking delicious. Uh, I'm reading this story here this morning. Um, wh- wh- what has happened to us as a society? I think it all uh, it all fell apart when friends went off the air. Uh, tick, here's the headline. TikTokers are telling viewers to point their genitals at the sun to, quote, increase your vibrations. Experts warn against it, but perineum sunning keeps going viral. <laughs> I have uh, heard this, that there's actual scientific benefit mm-hmm. to making sure that that part of the human anatomy is exposed to the sun. Perineum sunning is a controversial wellness practice where a person exposes their genitals to the sun for a short period of time. While naked, some lie on their back with their legs spread wide in the air or with their feet and hands on the ground in a variation of a yoga yoga downward dog pose. The idea is to expose the perineum area to vitamin D in order to receive an energy boost that uh, say they can improve sleep, concentration, and creativity. I'm sure yours gets plenty of D. <laughs> vitamin D? I, I soak it in milk every night. Yeah, you could do that too. That's vi- that's where you get the vitamin D. Yeah, I think they, they, uh, they say that the sunshine on, uh, on uh, that is good for you. But can you imagine if you got a, a sunburn down there, how uncomfortable that would be? Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Especially when you have to peel. Oh my god! Yeah, right. Exactly. That's disgusting. It's yeah, it's gross. So I mean, you got to be very, very careful. And I think, I think you got to put some, uh, you know, something down there, some sunblock. You know, maybe like a, like a, some SPF protection. Grundle sunning. You know, I think sometimes TikTok is really damaging the kinds of uh, people we've become. You know, that's the, that's where I was going with that. Um, uh, this is the kind of uh, thing that is detrimental to a society. I ran across you're, a story. You're encouraging people to spread their legs open to the harmful rays of the sun. Yes, right. And, you know, again, you got to be very careful with that. You don't want to, you know, like a like a, some sort of a carcinoma down there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I, I ran across a story last night, another TikTok story. That uh, apparently there is a new hot trend, a jewelry trend on TikTok of uh, pearl necklaces that are made of pearls mm. that do not come from an oyster. <clears throat> really? Yes. Where do they come from? They come from, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Certain human fluids made from certain glands in the male anatomy. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a TikTok trend. Yeah. There's a picture uh, on the story that came out of Men's Health. This young lady, she seems very, very happy. She's got a pearl necklace on, and uh, it looks attractive. It's made out of human uh, stuff? Yes. uh, Certain uh, fluids made by glands in the male anatomy. That's disgusting. 
It's a TikTok thing. This is what we've become. This is who we are now. We TikTok is so influential, it's destroyed Instagram. Now Instagram wants to be TikTok. I've done the Pearl Harbor before. That attack happens in the middle of the night. And nobody <laughs> sees it coming. I'm not really aware of that one. Uh, you're not? No, no. Would you like to see? No, but I have a feeling it's a day that will live yeah. in infamy. Well, let's just say the, the USS Arizona is the only thing ain't going down today. Uh, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? I feel it's very right. uncomfortable with yeah, this. Yeah. It's 857 with Back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Complete concerts from rock and roll's great performers. Brought to you by Randall's Farm and Greenhouse in London.